Hey, it's Jonathan Wall, one of the co-hosts of the Fully Equipped Podcast. For just this week, we're taking a break from the usual banter and seating the floor to two guys who are much smarter than me, Tomo Bysted from TaylorMade Golf and Dr. Paul Wood from Ping. We'll deploy the Ping interview with Dr. Wood tomorrow, but we're kicking things off today with a chat RB and I had recently with Tomo, who's the Senior Director of Product Creation for TaylorMade's Carbon Woods Department. One year ago, we sat down with Tomo at TaylorMade headquarters to get the backstory on the company's stealth driver a carbon fiber face driver that took the industry by storm in 2022. With the introduction of Stealth 2, we had to head back to HQ to have Tomo give us a grade on how Stealth performed and share some insights on what makes Stealth 2 better than its predecessor. Enjoy the interview. A year ago, almost a year ago to the day, I sat in TaylorMade headquarters and listened to Tomo. He's sitting across from me, talked to me about sunsetting titanium. Mm-hmm. And we are now a year beyond the introduction of the carbon wood. And I want to know, Tomo, mm-hmm. first off, yeah. good to see you. Good to see you. What, how would you grade it? I know, I know this was a, a big jump for TaylorMade going from titanium mm-hmm. construction to carbon fiber. How would you, how would you grade the initial, the initial year? Yep. Yeah. I, you'd be hard pressed not to give it an A, to be honest. Uh, you know, we had high hopes for it, but to get, um, you know, major wins and, and, uh, just the success that we've had in the marketplace with, with average golfers and all the stories that we heard back. I mean, it's been, it's been an awesome year. And I, I, I personally, um, I don't know. I, I feel like with a big technology shift like that, you expect some problems, some teething issues, but honestly, it's been a pretty smooth sailing this year and, and our supply has been pretty good. And I think, uh, overall, there's always going to be little things you're going to be look back on. It's like, hey, we could have done that a little better. We could have done this a little better. But overall, I'm really happy with with kind of year one in the bag. What would be that one thing if you were if you were going to go back and say, you know, I again, hindsight's yeah. twenty twenty. What's yeah. the one thing you're like, oh man, if we just would have been I, able to do this better from I, the get? I would say that our maybe our biggest miss there was uh, there was a couple of things. I would say the number one thing was we didn't forecast for enough plus drivers. The Stealth Plus ended up being a massive hit. And, you could chalk it down to a few different things, but obviously having uh, pretty much all the tour guys switch into it right at the beginning of the year was a big one. And then the average golfer just wanted to jump on that plus bandwagon. Um, so that was, you know, we definitely had some product shortages early in the year that that hurt a little bit. And I know a lot of golfers wanted to get it and you just couldn't get it. We had long lead times also on the My Stealth program just because of the huge demand and we just hadn't forecasted that. So those are a couple of the things that hurt a little bit. Um, but ultimately, I think we, you know, of all the things that could have gone wrong, those were pretty, pretty minor ones. So going from stealth with such a major change, mm-hmm. going from titanium to, to carbon fiber, it, it's a huge jump up in golfer's seat. And they're like, wow, that's that's a big change. Is it is it more stressful going and trying to do the big changes or is it more stressful now that you've like seen that big change and you're like, where's the next step up? How can we mm-hmm. show them that stealth too is is markedly better than yeah it, it's a good question I, I for me i feel like you know year two uh of a huge breakthrough thing uh there's always a lot of eyeballs on that there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of pressure to deliver something in year two that's that's even better um but at the same time you know we we also jumped on a new technology platform that there was all this new room to explore and 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 deliver more performance and we all know with products that kind of our breakthrough are just really different that you know, generation one is never going to be perfect. You know, there's always going to be things that you're going to learn along the way. And I think I'm excited to be another learning journey for us as a company. And, you know, I can tell you already with, with stealth too, that we, 
are, we already learned a bunch of stuff working on stealth too, that we're, we're going to incorporate into future versions of, of stealth product. And so, you know, that part of it excites me more than anything else. I feel like if you have, feel like you have room to go in the future, that's, that's always an exciting prospect. So one of the things when we talk about improvement is the use of carbon and the way you've slightly changed the face. But another part of this driver is there's even more carbon than there was before, right? So how is how do the material advantages that you guys look at when it comes to designing a product? When like we talk about that back ring and you know using aluminum in the in the past and and using this new uh, material now. How do you go through that process of testing and looking at it? Because I'm sure it's not easy because I mean, you've probably got a whole litany of options to look at mm-hmm. to whittle it down to say this is the one that's going to work as far as durability and balance and mm-hmm. forgiveness and all of those things coming together to help with the golfer segmenting with the different products that are available. Yeah, I think, you know, whenever you can have when you have a technology that can, you know, f- free up more mass, it's exciting, right? Like you because you can do different things with it. Um, our, our biggest challenge was to go from year one with stealth with a mostly titanium body to stealth two, which has this sort of very multi-material modular carbon construction was a pretty big leap, you know? And so we were only in year one of a technology that was new. And then we're now in, already in year two, pairing it with a very different body construction. And that, that, that was honestly a, a big challenge for our technical teams for sure, both from a, design and evaluation standpoint, but also a manufacturing uh, challenge as well. So, you know, but ultimately, you know, to your question about, you know, how did we kind of land on that or or how did we get there is we knew we wanted to deliver more MOI to the product. We wanted, if we could deliver more inertia while keeping the speed, making the club more forgiving, making it better for more people, that was ultimately worth, worth going after. And, and I think we, you know, again, we set ourselves a pretty high bar to, to, to get all that done and, and make it happen in, in stealth too. Um, and we've delivered it in a way where in the plus model, we're still going to have a low spin driver. That's, that's going to just deliver crazy distance for a lot of players and, and, and with more forgiveness, but now we're going to have a stealth two core driver. That's going to be a little bit more forgiving, actually a lot more forgiving, but also a little bit easier to get in the air. And then a stealth two HD, which is kind of brand new in a way with really high launch, more draw bias and kind of separating the drivers a little bit more than we've had this year. And that was exciting for me of just making sure that whenever you go into a fitting or, um, a consumer enters a store and they're looking for drivers that they're going to see differences between the models is I think is really important so that they, you know, that's why we're ultimately making different ones. Yeah. And actually that was the next thing I was going to ask you about. So you kind of led into that perfectly great segment, by the way, <laughs> um, is the segmentation when it comes to the products mm-hmm. and seeing that bigger separation, because we see more golfers continuing to look at fitting from the basic consumer level all the way into like your high end custom shops. Mm-hmm. And, now you've got, you've added more forgiveness to the plus model, but you've also segmented all the way through the line as far as the standard model and then the HD. That leads into Fairy Woods as well, which you guys have created a really cool product, which I'll let you touch on as well in the Fairy Woods. And it leads into the hybrid. So there's just this growing ability to segment. So when a golfer comes in to look for product, they and for a fitter as well, to be able to really identify the product that's going to work for that golfer. So that really is a big step of being able to segment for all those different players. Yeah, for sure. I think we, you know, one of the things that we, again, one of the big goals of, of 2023 was to get more golfers into the TaylorMade brand, right? So people maybe who were uh, feeling like our products weren't easy enough to hit or they weren't 
targeted to slower swinger golfers and things like that. We definitely want to make sure we had a product now that delivers for everyone, right? So all the way from your Scotty Shufflers and Rory McIlroy's all the way to just a guy who picked up golf last week should be able to find a tailor-made product that works really well for them. Uh, whether you're a you know, man, woman, or, or a junior player, we, we're, we're really broadening the reach. And that's kind of the theme of, I would say, the line this year. You'll notice that in the Iron lineup as well. Uh, we're really making sure, and we obviously launched the Kalia Premier as well uh, end of last year, which, again, is that really targeting the, the slower swinging, swinging golfers or, or women golfers specific, specifically on that product. And so, you know, that's, if you're looking for a theme for the product, that's essentially it, is, is to really broaden the reach of, of, of our tailor-made brand. So I was looking up at a chart that you showed with a bunch of the tailor-made staffers. Mm-hmm. You see guys like Scotty Scheffler, Tommy Fleetwood, 10 and 11 yards of, of additional distance. And I think one of the things that everybody who tested stealth saw was was that increase in ball speed. But you mentioned it's not just out of the center. I mean, we're right. most weekend golfers are not Rory McIlroy. Right. So you're improving upon that speed, but increasing it out. And now you're trying to get that more forgiveness. You're trying to, to retain a lot of that ball speed. How do you do that with a face like this, but not sacrifice in other areas? Like what yeah. was the process like bringing that new face to life? Yeah, great, great question. I think, you know, for us, the, the forgiveness really came in two forms, right? So one was the construction part that I already talked about of just adding all that extra carbon and really completely starting over in the construction of the head was, was a big part of it. But the second part was the face and, and sort of finding more off center speed in generation two was kind of a, a big journey for us. And we, you know, you're always fighting that sort of desire to make it really forgiving and, and optimizing your kind of variable face thickness formula or inverted cone formula. Um, but at the same time, making the face durable, right? Like we know we're only in year two. This is not an easy construction to just change up and hope it all works in year two. I mean, there's so much testing and, and you know, golf clubs are getting more and more complex every year and the amount of analytics that has to be done on it to make sure that it passes all the test that it's conforming, that it's durable and all those things is really complicated. So, you know, we felt like we made a nice uh, leap in 2023 with kind of this thinner edges, a little thicker in the center construction of the face. Uh, but I'm telling you, like our, our engineering teams, they've been hard at work to making sure that all is going to work ultimately from a manufacturing standpoint and also from a durability standpoint. And that core area is now, I mean, typically a lot of golfers are more towards toe side, yep. but, but you were talking to us just about increasing that area and kind of getting it into the heel side yep. now for golfers that, that do impact it more heel side. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we definitely have traditionally go- golf clubs are, or drivers are slightly toe bias in terms of where the sweet spot is, if you will, or, or the, the speed is partially because of how the face closure happens at impact, but also just because of the geometry of the head being usually a little taller in the toe. Um, so we wanted to equalize it a little bit. So what you see in stealth too, is you're going to see uh, a much improved heel performance. Uh, again, compared to most drivers out there, it's going to be really good speed in the heel. And that's something that we've heard from tour players as well, that they've been looking for that a little bit more pop when they just miss one slightly low in the heel. Uh, but it's in general, being able to increase the sweet spot as, with, as much as we did was, has been, you know, huge. And I, I, I'm super excited about getting golfers out there to notice that. And we've already noticed it with tour players, obviously in the preseason testing. And, um, I spent some time with, um, Lucas Herbert last week, and he was his first kind of taste of this product. And he commented right away on the consistency of spin on his misses. You know, mm-hmm. he's obviously a really impressive ball striker, but he, you know, 
his miss can be a little bit high spin. He's a bit of a high spin player. And he noticed that that spin rate was so much more consistent. Again, that has to do with two things. It has to do with the new face construction, but also the higher inertia. So obviously less uh, gear effect coming into play on, on adding spin. So really excited uh, about what that can deliver to golfers next year. Sarby so and I spend a lot of time out on tour. And anytime a new product comes out, I always want to know what were the things that the tour pros were talking to you about during the creation of Stealth 2. What were the things that they really wanted to see that you're able to incorporate into these new drivers? Yeah, so, you know, it's funny, like... A lot of the things that, that, that we got feedback on are, are subtle things that most people wouldn't think about or, or really talk about, uh, but that are important to good players. Uh, a lot of that's shaping related too. So um, one of the things that you'll notice uh, if you look carefully at a Stealth 2 versus stealth, uh, original Stealth is a slightly reduced bulge on the face. It's a little flatter bulge. It has a little different shape top line, so the club looks a little straighter to dress now. Uh, some of the coloring on the face has suddenly changed. So little tweaks like that were tour, tour player feedback things. And obviously once we started hitting the new product and, and prototype testing, we worked with Khan early in the season and he gave us some really good feedback on just how consistent the product was. So we knew we were running to a good thing and then it was just a matter of delivering kind of all the right little subjective things like the look and the cosmetics. Uh, acoustics really important as well. Uh, one of the things that I'm super excited about is I think this actually sounds better than the original Stealth, which got a lot of plaudits for its good sound. Something that I think um, most people will be really surprised about when they hit it. That's how great this club sounds. So we, we focus obviously a lot on, on drivers. Everyone's, and even we talk with Chris, part of the podcast as well. You know, drivers is the one thing that so many golfers are looking at to get fit because the further you hit it, the shorter the club you have into the green and so on and so forth. But looking at Fairy Woods, there's a lot going on with the new plus model as far as offering versatility. And I know we've already mentioned it as well as talking about the versatility within the line. Mm -hmm. I always come back to fitting because players are very specific and looking for windows and looking for not just not even like just better players, but having uh, say it's a like a mid handicap who's trying to hit a long par three, and they just want that one club for their course that they always know they can go to that five wood and they can hit it into the green. So when we look at the new adjustability on the plus titanium fairy wood, mm -hmm. there is a whack load of mass that's movable in the back of that thing. How difficult was it to come up with that? You know, make it sound good, not just right. from a uh, an impact. Um, like the way it sounds at impact, but also just during the swing because you mm -hmm. do have these cavities kind of working within the club head. Yep. How does all of that come together to create a golf club that first of all performs, but then hits all those other little marks as far as you know, bringing it together? So when a player hits it, like man, this feels like the best fairway I've ever right. hit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I, I wish I could uh, bring up some of the engineers that worked on this project here to this this conversation because it was probably the most difficult engineering challenge we had all year on these products. This product. Because of the 50 gram mass in the, in the sole and the movable weight, it's so much weight that has to withstand obviously the, the 30,000 Gs of impact forces, but repeatedly. It has to stay in place, it's gotta be durable, it's gotta sound good, and there's all these different things at play. And it, it's an extremely difficult engineering challenge to have that much movable weight in a product. Uh, you mentioned the acoustics. We had to overcome a bunch of acoustic challenges the weight wants to kind of detach from the body at impact a little bit and actually snap back and you get this like little pop of sound. So we had to solve that and we had to solve a bunch of issues with obviously the weight staying in place and all those things as well. But overall, I would say that whole project was such a cool thing to work on because we knew that the benefit was going to be worth it. You know, this was 
if this had been a, a, a situation where we didn't know if people were going to really see the benefit from this uh, adjustability or not, I don't think we would have put the effort in to try to solve these problems. But it's been such a cool thing to see, especially tour players who, you know, are such good ball strikers that, and they see, they know what they want, being able to move that weight around and just hit exactly in the window that they want to get, you know, working with Colin, I remember early on when he saw one of the earliest prototypes on this and we were able to just click by click on that weight, get it to like a perfect launch and spin for him. And we know he's very picky with fairwoods. He's, you know, he's played that sim original fairwood for a while. And to see guys like that and, and uh, at our photo shoot, Tiger Woods, you know, hit it and just just rave about how good it was. And the fact that he was able to get within a couple of swings just in, in into the window that he wanted to be at. And, and so we think, you know, that's going to be one of the a, a big, great breakthrough products for next year for us is going to be that that tie fairway. I think it's going to be such an exciting product for amateurs and, and even average golfers too, just to figure out what's best for their games. I think, and that's, that's part of it as well, where, no, we again we talk about fitting, we talk about like what the consumer is looking for, but it comes down to the option of you know you you mentioned it earlier when we were talking about the club originally when you were introducing it to us was let's say you're traveling right and now you've got your 15 degree fairy wood you got it all the way at the back you play at your country club it's easy you go to Bandon and it's windy right. or you go somewhere and it's windy where you, you go over the UK and it's a little firmer. It's like, right. you know, you can crank it down and, and move it into, as you call it, the rocket setting right at the front of the right. club head. Mm -hmm. You're giving the consumer the knowledge to adjust their own fairy wood to their liking, say maybe as their swing changes, as the season changes, as their playing conditions changes, but they're, they still have the same fairy wood. Right. And I mean, that's a big benefit to that golfer. And for tour players too, you're looking at that, all of that adjustability. So, Unlike, you know, on the vans, they can bend the hosels right. around, but a player can go do that with a couple of wrench sure. clicks. And the next thing you know, they're, they're dialed in even more. Yeah. For me, that that's the big one, right? It's like, it's almost like a tour truck on your club, right? Fairwoods, especially, you know, out on tour, are very finicky. And we see players, you know, some of the guys like, like DJ is a good example of a guy, you know, when he used to come in the truck, I mean, almost every event, we'd have a slightly different fairwood form just because of that course, needed a little bit more spin, a little less spin, things like that. And um, and with most fairwoods, it's really hard to adjust that, you know, you really just have loft as your tool, uh, you know, if that, and then, but changing the loft changes a bunch of other things, right? How it sits on the ground, the launch angle with the weight, you can literally just keep everything exactly the same as you had it, your, 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 how it looks on the ground, your face angle, your loft, everything else, and just dialing the spin that you want. And the spin obviously then controls your peak trajectory and things like that as well. So it's a super cool thing. And I, th I think we're going to see, yeah, like I said, a lot of people enjoying that benefit we've seen a lot more tie fairway woods in the marketplace what why why is that i mean fairway woods to me have always been one of those clubs it's it kind of fits fits a spot at the top of the bag just blow the driver you know they're, they're great to try and attack the the green if you've got that shot in the bag it's a good option off the tee but but why has tie started to become more prevalent in in the equipment space do you think uh I don't know. I think, I think part of it is, you know, there's opportunities. There's always an opportunity when you can free up mass, right? Like, so going from steel to tie, you're going to free up significant amount of weight. And there's a lot of things you can do with that. Like back in the old days, there were tie fairways that were huge game improvement clubs so that you could get your head size bigger. That was like the tool back in the day. And then more recently, I would say with our product, we've focused on really making them super low CG distance machines. And, 
you know, for us, I, w- I would say that was a, a way to separate us from the rest of the pack a little bit. This year, coming into Stealth 2, having the adjustability piece kind of is the best of both worlds a little bit. You can get your more traditional type of performance and obviously your adjustability, but also that kind of extreme low CG rocket performance that Ty Fairwoods are really here for. You know, that's kind of why I think companies are introducing them is because you can unlock more distance with, with titanium. You took us through the presentation and you had a fairy wood in there that you called the ultimate fairway. Mm-hmm. And if if you would have showed me the the models, the three models in the lineup, mm-hmm. I would have said, oh, the ultimate fairway is the stealth two tie. Right. <laughs> e- easily. But it's not. Right. It's the HD, which, yeah. you know, HD for, for you all has been the draw bias product. Yep. What what makes this club so special? Because I, I, I mean, again, just going through the presentation with you, this one has the opportunity to be like a sneaky game changer for a lot of golfers yeah, out there. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a, a massive uh, surprise to a lot of people because, you know, I don't know if people pay that much attention to sort of a game improvement or draw fairway woods, you know, but we've writ- rewritten the rule book on this one. We, you know, we took a year out from draw fairways with stealth. Part of the reason was because we were working on this one and we wanted to get it right. And it required more than just some minor changes from the standard one. So we kind of threw out all existing ideas of what this should look like, what it needs to, to, to sort of be in terms of uh, a look and feel shaping. And, and uh, our advanced design team did an incredible job of creating prototypes of this that were just off the charts good performance-wise. And that's what we knew early on. We're like a year or two ago, we knew like this is going to be when it's ready. It's going to be amazing. And and so, you know, for me, it, it the reason we're in this position is we have a bunch of really cool technologies that we can combine to make this all work, right? So part of it is having such a, a massive carbon crown on our clubs frees up a lot of weight to go low. Uh, we also have the speed pocket, which helps drop spin. So you don't get the typical penalty when you go back CG in a club of like a lot of spin and losing a lot of distance. So this is going to be a club that's going to be incredibly forgiving for a lot of people. It's going to have a little bit of draw bites. It's going to launch high. Uh, but it's just going to perform like no other fairwood has performed before. And I think people even who are lower handicap players are going to look at this and go, this looks good to my eye. We had, we had it at the tour shoot. We actually built one for every guy that was out there. It, and I should mention that it sits open. Yeah. Which for, for a draw bias product is, is almost unheard of. And that was one of the things that I noticed just setting it down is, is these look great. I mean, if you're, if you're a golfer out there listening and you've always said, well, man, fairy woods, every time I set one down, it yeah. always looks shut. These, to me, yeah. a golfer who's always said that these yeah. look open, even yeah. even the draw bias product. Yeah, exactly. And I think we we wanted to make sure that we didn't just make your standard super close face, you know, massive draw club. This should be playable by a lot of people. And the average golfer is still going to have a lot of success getting the ball in the air and draw. But you're going to get guys on tour being seriously curious about this. Scotty Shuffler on our shoot. I mean, we got him close to like signing off on this. It was a little bit too much spin for him at the time, and we probably need to get him a slightly different loft. Uh, but it's such a game changer from a performance aspect. And we've had a lot of testing, years of testing now on this concept. And it's been, like I said, off the charts performance. So I'm super excited about what this can deliver. So you mentioned talking about loft and dialing in spin. So if we, if we're moving into the, the, the kind of the final part of the metal woods, part of this is the hybrids is there's a lot of adjustability in the new plus. But I think one of the biggest things that really does benefit players, and it goes to show that you're taking feedback from fitters, your own fitters, fitters outside of your company that work for other companies and do, like, I mean, like work independently, mm-hmm. like brand agnostic wise. Um, 
you've changed up the loft gapping because mm-hmm. you've seen it with modern golf ball. It doesn't spin as much. You get right. lower pl- lower speed players are not able to create that much spin, but they need stopping power. They want that stopping power. So how has that process, you know, combining all those factors into the way you've adjusted the hybrids because it just creates more playability. And as you said, it creates a tailor-made golf club for everybody. Yeah. So the, the big thing for us there was adding that HD line in the, in the, uh, rescues was, was big for us. And as we were designing that, it was, again, it's a line that we've never had before. We've never had a draw rescue or a draw hybrid in the lineup. So we, we were, um, at least not in the last 10 years or so we had, I think an R7 draw at one point, but, um, we haven't had one for a long time. And so we, we started looking at this, like, how do we, how do we best loft this for the player that we're targeting? Right? So we looked at how irons are lofted in this category. We have a new iron coming out as well. The stealth HD iron, which has uh, very different loft lofts from most game improvement irons out there. And so we wanted to, to make sure that when you get a golfer, who's got the swing speed to hit the driver, maybe 200 yards or so that you don't have this kind of, group of clubs that have six or seven yard gapping between them. It just, it doesn't make any sense. So we, we looked at that again and we, we did all the simulations and loft gapping. And so we ended up with bigger loft gaps in the HD than the standard one, which for us was, uh, I think is going to be great for golfers looking to replace, especially going into six and seven irons, even getting those out for in favor of, uh, of hybrids. I think these are going to be great for that. Tomo excited to hear what the weekend golfers have to say. Tour pros, thanks again for the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thanks again to Tumble for the time. As you would expect, we have tons of great content around the Stealth 2 launch from product deep dives and robotic testing analysis to in-depth proving ground reviews with RB. In my opinion, you won't find a more comprehensive report on TaylorMade's new Stealth 2 line. As always, if you want more gear news, check us out on social media. We're at fully underscore equipped on Twitter and at fully equipped golf on Instagram. Just a reminder, look for the ping interview tomorrow with Dr. Wood. Thanks as always for listening, and we'll see you next week.